We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise Tim Allen on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. Well, it is a final from American Family Field, and once again this weekend, the results are good. A 6-1 to Brewers victory in Game 2 of this three-game set against the Chicago White Sox. And welcome in, everybody. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Tim Allen. There he is. It's the uh, Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski, and a Brewers victory again to take the game and the series, and they'll go after a sweep on Sunday night baseball. They run the record of 58-41, and 41, and uh, Corbin Burns doing his thing, and things got a little wild mid-game in this one. I mean, I- I've never seen anything like that, so we'll, we'll dissect that coming up in uh, just a little while, but... Five and two are the Brewers now coming out of the All-Star break. Rotten Kansas City Royals. Come on. You can't win one of those games against the Kansas City Royals. But we'll take a five and two mark against the uh, Reds. All five victories against the Reds and White Sox. A couple of decent teams. That might be an understatement on the White Sox side of thing. White Sox had won, what, 17 of like 21 coming into this game. Or coming into the series and they dropped the first two. This is what happens, guys, when you have a Freddie Peralta in game one, a Corbin Burns in game two, and now uh, tomorrow in game three, it's Brandon Woodruff. That this is this is why this is a really, really tough out uh, in the postseason, given the fact that they get there. And we'll talk about that. If you want to react here, 414-799-1250, because – yeah, you know, I'm wondering if this is uh, slowly being put together, a special season. You know, it morphs into a lot of different uh, angles over the course of a baseball season. And you wonder, a- as we speak here, and I know we were distracted, and rightly so, with the Milwaukee Bucks championship run. But you wonder now, at 58-41, and 41, this type of pitching – if, if you're kind of assimilating into your mind here that this is a special season, because as the, as the days go by here, 
it does kind of feel like one to me. It really does. And it maybe it's a little premature, and you can voice that opinion at 799-1250. But I, I think it's being molded right now. And again, as we talked about last night, still some moves to be made here by the trade deadline, about a week left in that. But I just wonder if, if you're feeling the same thing I am in that maybe it's being put together as a special type season. Yes, are there some issues? Of course, even the best teams have, you know, a few bumps in the road uh, along the way here. And the Brewers certainly have had their fair share. Injuries, probably the biggest of which. And then there's, you know, maybe underachieving with a couple of these hitters. But yeah, I wonder if this is slowly being put together as a special season. Because when you go up against a Cincinnati Reds team, breathing down your neck here, and you take care of business, you host a Chicago White Sox ball club. That's extremely good. And you do this in a couple of games. Now, again, it's two games, you know, 48 hours worth of baseball, and, you know, don't go crazy over it. But I'm just wondering if, if slowly you're thinking that this may be in the making of a special season. It's, uh, it's, it's fun to think about. I mean, when I talk about that pitching in Peralta, Woody, and Burns, when they keep putting up zeros or they get hit for a run or two here and there, I, you know, that's going to happen. But in the meantime, you're buying, buying time uh, for your offense to put some runs on the board. And that's what they've done here in this two-game set so far. You know, you buy time, just keep filling racks, fill frames, Get to the next inning. You know, in the bullpen there, hand the ball off to the next guy and buy some time for this offense to kind of put things together a little bit. And that's exactly really what, they, what they've been doing all season long. Just, just it's, they're time buyers. <laughs> and so we've got about a week left with the trade deadline. A little benchmark uh, hit today here on July 24th. If you think back to one year ago today was opening day. 60 games, shortened uh, pandemic season. You had all sorts of hell breaking loose in terms of negotiations between the league and the players. You remember all that? All the way uh, March, April, May, June range. They didn't put things together until way late. And now tonight, 41,686 at American Family Field. I think officially that goes down as a uh, sellout. 41,000. One year to the day of the opener last year. Wow. I mean, it it just goes by so quick, but then in other ways, it's been a slow grind, uh, if you will. All right, special season. Is it starting to feel like that? We don't know if it's going to be. Did you know it was going to be with the Milwaukee Bucks back in January or February? And I'm not sure quite necessarily if it, if it's yet that for the brewers here but it's i mean if you're going to put together one you're hanging around 15 16 17 games over 500 you bottom out you go back to 14 over 13 over you rattle off a few wins that to me is a mark of a very good baseball team when you start hanging out around 15 games over 14 games over instead over the years and i'm talking many years ago well, maybe not that many years ago. 
you know, you get to you get to nine games over, and you're we're, we're all riding high and celebrating. Well, then you go on a little bit of a skid, and you're you're three or four games over, and then you bounce back to six. Over. No, this team has been hanging around 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 games over 500. To me, that's the mark of a good a good baseball team, and it's the mark of a potential special season. So again, walk me through this for you. Because I'm not quite all the way there yet on the special season. Of course, I call it the championship season, Jeff. But I'm not all the way there on the, on the special season, quote, the special season. But it's it seems to me on the little back burner that it's start, starting to be formed. Well, what's it going to take? Come on, Tim. They've had, so you know, we <laughs> talked about uh, all the injuries that they suffered throughout this season and you know, just the sheer amount of games, uh, Kane and Wong and Yelly was hurt. And, you know, just everybody getting, you know, was was dinged up for a while. And they just kept turning the sheet and kept racking up these wins. So it definitely feels special to me, man. I'm I'm all in on it. Okay, you're 100% that this is a special season. And, and to me, that definition is at minimum a deep run into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. So that means a playoff series victory. That that's the way I would define at this point. Now we may re-rack and and reset uh, the goals or whatever once they get into the playoffs. But my goodness, it it sort of feels like that. We'll get to our game recap in just a bit. A Brewers six to one victory as uh, they take the first two games of this three-game set. We are live here in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms lakeland.edu and we'll we'll hear from craig council tony larusa just holding court again second consecutive night but uh boy things got unraveled in that fifth inning and and i just before we get to your calls here you know what that fifth inning reminded me of go back to last year's four games against the chicago white Sox on this very show in this very microphone all the infield singles by the Chicago White Sox team were driving me crazy. And they did it again in the fifth inning today. Do you remember that, Jeff? That that it was so many infield singles, it was crazy. I was making up stats at one point. Well I was I was saying, you know, the Brewers have given up more soft contact infield singles, uh, according to Stats America, than anyone else in the modern era of baseball. <laughs> and I, again, I was just making that up. But it seemed like that, and then they repeat the performance, at least in the fifth inning today. I do remember it now because uh, I remember you making up those stats. That was hilarious. It didn't strike me at first, but, you know, like you said, you know, today, yet again, it was uh, wow. <laughs> it was so brutal. Oh, man. 799-1250. Okay, special. Let's define that word for you guys. And coming off this Bucks thing, maybe it's enhanced a little bit for you. Coming off a couple of wins over the nemesis of Tony LaRussa and a good baseball team in the White Sox. So there's a lot to uh, pick apart on that question. Let's go to Patrick. Patrick, you're on the fan. A 6-1 to Brewers victory. Oh, yeah, Tim. Come on. This is special. Like I told you the night the Bucks won it, I called Andy and said, now it's the Brewers' turn. Uh, th- this is why. I think they, they just, like we talked last night, they just need one to two more solid relievers. And the reason why I think that puts them over the top is, you know, they still have one of the lowest batting averages 
in the majors, yep. but their run differential in the NL is fourth best, which tells you that they've got the really good starting pitching. They just If they just shore up one or two more arms, they'll be lights out. They've got three top starters. They pitch. They get a lot of strikeouts, which can run up the pitch count, like you saw tonight a little bit with Burns. So if you just get six out of them, but if you get one or two more really good relievers and then you've got Hader, it's like dynamite, you know. And because, you know, 43% of their games, I figured out, they've scored three or less runs this That's year, crazy. and they are 9-33 and 33 in those games. That's a lot of games that they're not scoring runs. So if they continue to do that, that's why I think you've got to get one or two more arms uh, to help out these, these top three guys. And, uh, and like I said last night, Braun only co- costs us money. He doesn't cost us any prospects mm-hmm. or anything. So if you bring him back for even 25 or 30 games to get ready, I, I think uh, that's all we need. All right, Patrick, thank you. Um, you're right on the pitching side of things and, and the run scoring side of things. They need to get to four. Four or more runs, their record is amazing. I think 48-8 and eight or something like that. They're the first team ever to get 1,000 strikeouts as a staff in 100 games or less. Again, that tells you they're going to be in baseball games. And they're going to be nail biters too, which is an exciting brand of baseball, which is a playoff brand of baseball. But does it feel like it's uh, being put together here as a special run? We're in, we're in July here, guys. It's July 24th. It's, it's not September 24th. It's July 24th. So that's why I'm, I'm not the 100% special, even though I call it the championship season. It's starting to be formed here in, in my mind. All right, let's go to uh, Nate. Nate, you're next on the fan. Special or no? Uh, I'm going I'm to go with not quite there yet. Um, it's still a long way to go. Um, still have... Uh, um, still have a lot of ball to be played, but like like you said, it's starting to form, man. Um, well, you see how dominant these pitchers are, and you see the offense coming together, getting healthy, um, and guys are getting getting back into their roles, and they're playing a playing a good good brand of baseball. Um, this is not a this is not a this is not a, a a bad Chicago team by far, and um, you see what you see what the Brewers are capable of doing with pitching and good offense. This this the Chicago pitching staff is almost it's probably probably one of the best in baseball, and we made them. And the Brewers have come out here and made them look like they're um, like they're middle of the pack. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. I, I mean, if you can, if you, I, I don't, I'm not gonna say it's there yet, but it's getting close to there because, man, if you get Lorenzo Kane back, and you get um, some of these hitters back, and you can add a hitter, maybe um, add a reliever here and there, um, you got you got a product to get it there. When so, Braun uh, comes back, when when Braun comes back, yes. And I don't, and I don't, and and I'm gonna tell you this, Tim. I don't envy, I don't envy um, Craig Council and um, Stearns right now because I don't honestly, I don't know what you do when Lorenzo Cain comes back because I don't, I don't feel comfortable sending Tyrod Taylor back down to AAA right now. 
Yeah, so I, to- I, I, I don't I know, feel, I don't know ooh, what, boy. what they have to do to keep him up here, but, man, he's swinging a hot bat. And, um, I, I man, I don't envy him one, <laughs> not, not one bit at all. But, hey, it's a good problem to have. Yes, I, that's what, that was going to be my follow-up, Nate. Took the words out of my mouth. Hey, thanks a lot. Always a pleasure. Yeah, it, that's a great problem to have. And speaking of injuries, we'll have an uh, an injury uh, update. Uh, Valley Sports Wisconsin's uh, Sophia Minard had a little uh, injury uh, summary, if you will. And there's some news on that and some reinforcements coming. And that is, you're right, Nate, that is a good problem to have. And we'll see. Let's go to uh, Beer Count Kenny. Kenny, I wish I could join you tonight, but uh, I'm working. Hold on. Ready, Tim? You bet. Hang on now. Look at what I normally do. Ready? <laughs> oh, yeah. you got to crack I, one. I love that instant request. And you know what? And the reality with that is that's life here in Wisconsin. My goodness. And I'm not even up at the cabin. Next week, I'll be up at the cabin. In fact, I'm going to be in your old stomping grounds. I'll be doing the play-by-play as it goes through for the Flamborama. I take oh, care nice. of all that. That's coming up. you got to get up there one time, Tim. You, have you ever been to the Flamborama? Uh-uh. That's in Park Falls. It's your town festival. Well, it's right, yeah, right outside of Butternut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... Yeah. <laughs> right outside it, of Butternut, there you it go. It is. Actually, There's Butternut you know Lake right there. You know what's going on in Butternut this weekend? <laughs> the Brewers and the White Sox. No, it's their town festival. So, Butterfest, uh, yeah. But, ne- but nevertheless, <laughs> I'm just trying to educate you about the Northwoods. But here's the deal. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brewers, like we've talked about before, nobody picked them to be where they're at. And they're just cruising along. They're cruising along. And they just keep doing what they're doing. And last night, that grand slam by Tyrone, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You got guys that are contributing that nobody expected to contribute. And as this team continues to get better and better and better and build their chemistry, Stearns is going to Continue to make the moves like I told you. Remember who I told you not to hit your wagon to? Who did I tell you not to hit your wagon to? Well, hold on, Keston here. Just hold on on that. (laughs) Let's just just hold off on that a little bit. No, I'm not going to hold it because he's going to be trade bait. He's going to be gone. And 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 rightfully so. I mean, he's got no reason to be on this team anymore. He can't hit. He can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. But the reality is, is you've got to have guys that can hit. And that's what this team needs right now. They need to be able, with the pitching, they have tremendous pitching. They need to get one more setup closer guy, in my opinion, and then another outfielder. I don't think we need, a, you know, like everybody keeps saying, oh, I hope they go get Aguilar. Go get Jesus to play first base. No, Pork and Beans is coming back, and he's going to be your first baseman. Rowdy's doing a great job right now. But the reality is, you're going to need one more outfielder, even though Kane's coming back. Kane's been too you, – you, you really just can't rely on him. I mean, you don't know what's wow, going to happen with Kane. But Wong being at second base, and as long as he can stay healthy, your infield solidified. You've got tremendous guys with Tyrone and Jace 
to help you out in any position mm-hmm. that you need to have that taken so care of. So does it feel special it? to you, Kenny? What's that? Does it feel special to you this season? Oh, my God, without a doubt. Right now, okay. I, I love it because when I turn on MLB, they're, they're quaking in their boots. Why? They hate the fact that another Midwest team like Milwaukee, right, who nobody picked the Bucks yeah. to win anything, is right there. And not only are they That's right cool. there, they're 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 at the top of the of, of, of the whole they're at the top of the whole deal, Tim. And yep. everybody hates it. Why do they hate it? Because they want the bigger teams. They want to hear about the Dodgers. They want to hear about the Yankees. But guess what? Milwaukee's on the map, and it's yep. going to stay there for a long time to come. And this Brewer team right now is moving forward in leaps and bounds. And as long as they can, and they're going to sweep this tomorrow night. On ESPN. Oh, Woody, you throw think, a gem you, now. You, Come on, yeah, put them out. You you think that they beat these, the White Sox the last two days like they beat them? Wait till tomorrow night. Yeah. I can't wait till they put them down on national TV tomorrow I can't, night. Can't Why? Wait. Kenny, I got to scoot. I, I do have to go. All right, thank, thanks a lot. 799-1250. You're just coming out of American Family Field. How did that feel? 41,000. Now, again, it's helped out by some Chicago travelers, for sure. But 41,000? It's, it's huge. But, Timmy, don't you if you're, uh, if you're one of the Brewers and you're playing at home and you're a first-place team with, like, uh, they're, what, six and a half over Cincinnati going in? Today, right. And the crowd is almost 50-50 for the second night in a row? Where the hell are the Brewer fans at? They'll they'll get there. And see, that's that that therein lies the question. Does it feel yet like a special season, a special run? Because it's starting to be formed for me. It is. And and again, I call it the championship season, and I could actually be right this year <laughs> for the first time in 16 years doing this show. 799-1250. At, First, though, let's let's get to the injury uh, report that Sophia Minard had the latest on just a couple of hours ago on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Yeah, give me a second to pull that up. Here. Okay, yeah, it'll grab that because Lorenzo Kane, Daniel Vogelback, Travis Shaw, Devin Williams. I mean, these are guys that that the team's going to count on down the stretch. Could you imagine? I know now it's it's. Uh, you know, Rowdy Telez doing his thing at first, and maybe a little uh, Jace Peterson, maybe a little Keston Hira. But I will say this that you could have a left right punch in a platoon role of Vogelback and Braun down the stretch. It could, could happen, but here's that injury update. Yeah, the Brewers are trying to get healthier, and as you guys said, Lorenzo Cain, they're expecting to get him back Tuesday in Pittsburgh after he finishes his minor league rehab assignment. Travis Shaw with the dislocated left shoulder, Daniel Vogelback with the strained left hamstring. They'll both be going down to Nashville to begin their rehab assignments next week. Shaw's expected to be in the lineup as soon as Tuesday. Daniel Vogelback may need a few more days, but he should be in the lineup before the end of next week. And don't forget Devin Williams. He's eligible to come off of the injured list. He's been dealing with the right elbow discomfort. 
Robert, he threw a bullpen today, so if everything goes well, Devin Williams said he's been feeling pretty good. He could be eligible to come off on July 27th, which would be Tuesday as well. So things going in the right direction for them on the injury front. Yeah, it, it really is headed in the right direction here for the health side of things. But uh, still getting your reaction on a Brewers 6-1 to victory here in Game 2 of this three-game weekend set over a good Chicago White Sox team. And, yeah, uh, Pipe Bomb mentioned uh, some of the fans that uh, you know, were traveling up from Chicago. And, as always, if I say it for the NL team, i got to say it for the AL team. On your way back down 94, you go past uh, Racine, Kenosha, you hit the state line, you hit right past there, Pleasant Prairie, the, the outlet mall there. And then you get over and you get, yeah, don't let that toll booth hit you in the tailgate on your way back to Illinesia. We thank you for your money. And that was a good couple of wins. So let's make it three in a row. Uh, still to come, Craig Council, uh, as as uh, the Brewers get the game two victory. And we're talking about a special season. That's a definition up to you guys. To me, it seems like it's a, a heavy lean in that direction because a 58 and 41 mark. That's pretty established after 99 games here. I'm so glad you were never my teacher, Tim. You're you great on one hell of a curve, man. <laughs> yeah, that would have right. been rough for me. Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, as always here on The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, on The Fan. Call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Well, things got a little wild mid-game here, and we'll get into that in just a second. The Brewers get a 6-1 to victory to take game two of this three-game series, and Rowdy Telez, well, having his moments, Tyrone Taylor, all these guys contributing and that, to me, another mark of a potential special season. It's getting there. 799-1250, want to get your reaction on that. We'll get into our game recap here from Craig Council. Let's go to Todd. Todd, you're next on the fan. Howdy, boys. Uh, I just, if I can uh, pass off a, a quick thing for uh, Bear Count Kenny. A buddy of mine was up in Park Falls, and Timmy, you would dig this. He, uh, uh, he won 50 large on a $5 crossword, and he bought it on the Park Falls just about a week and a half ago. <laughs> Nicely cool. done. I've, I've been, uh, yeah, I've been stumbling uh, crazy drunk in Park Falls many years ago, yeah. I, I, I spent a week here one night about uh, maybe about a year ago, but we all know how that goes. <laughs> but, you, you, know, uh, you know, as far as we go with, uh, you know, special seasons, it's, it's, it's kind of there now. Um if if we could get past, I you know the other night ago whatever I said you know I think these two teams um, are on special uh, on a collision course I would say could be uh, the Sox and the Brewers right now um, we're just we're we're a couple pieces away um, and and my thought is, is if you know for one I said you know maybe Zach Davies out of the Cubs but maybe a, a Joey Gallo out of Texas. Um, I know we're 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 overloaded uh, in the outfield department, but we're hurt in that department too. But um, that and I, you know, Yelich has really been. I don't know. I I could 
you know, go up and down about him, but I'd like to see him move down the line. I really would, man. I think he should be six or seven. Uh, hitting second or third, to me, it just uh, it's, it's not right. I think uh, we could do better. I'd bat him 10th, not I in the lineup. Well, Tom, I would too, man. I wouldn't even bat the guy. I'd make him set. I'm so upset with that guy right now. He, he He's uh, – um, I, I, I can't even describe how uh, upset I am. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm still that, reserving. But... I'm still reserving a, a big time run hope for Christian Yelich. Uh, Craig Council said it uh, a few days ago. He's helping them win baseball games, and yeah, he's... and he's right. He he is right. But yeah, you know, the, today with the bases loaded, that was a put away shot. He hits a shot uh, right it there. Was... It's eight zip. They run away with the game. It was, and like last night too, he did the same thing. It's like, come on. It's like I was. I don't know. He can't get out of his own way, and sometimes maybe it needs uh, maybe a little dose of reality here. It really is. It's like move him down. You know, we, we struggled with Ryan Braun a while back with that whole deal with it. You mentioned it right there. I think the elixir for Christian Yelich is Ryan Braun. I do. I think when, when his buddy comes back in, when number eight dons the jersey again, and uh, goes out the way he wants to go out. I think Yelich gets going at that point. I, I believe that. So for for yeah. that reason alone, a part-time Braun is going to help a full-time Yelich. Yes, it could be. It could be a, a full-time Littleton who a full-time Yelich. You know, they love each other, and maybe that's what we need. You know, there's there's something that's missing. There's something missing, and we can't figure it out. And you know, all of us guys that you know that that, that we all talk about it you know we don't know the truth but maybe maybe it is that thing to me maybe it is. I, and, I, and i'm pray that you're right maybe bring them back and maybe that's just a kick in the pants the guy needs maybe maybe all right okay. todd i gotta scoot all right uh seven nine nine twelve fifty i was on uh the score yesterday morning yeah by the way that dude owes me owes me a case of beer too nice yeah that was goose island versus uh high life okay I think it was I don't. That's you know, like I've giving been... him odds. Goose Island's a lot more expensive than the champagne of beers. Well, it's it's. If I had a nickel for every time I made a bet over the radio with other markets and they didn't pay, you know, they they, they didn't pay up. Yeah. I, so I'm not holding my breath here, but maybe maybe after the sweep they they might send me something. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, I I do believe that uh, th- that the change. With Braun coming back, and again, I have no knowledge of this. This is just wishful thinking at at best, um, but it makes total sense. I think that helps Yelly, and I still reserve hope that the final third of this season has Yelich being Yelich. They asked me on um, on on the air on the score yesterday morning. Well, what's what's up with Yell? What's the deal? I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for him. I don't have an answer for you guys. I don't have an answer uh, for their audience. I don't have an answer for for my. I don't. I don't know. You tell me. Two forty. Okay. I mean, you know, it's not two oh. He had two oh five last year. Two forty is slugging three seventy three. That's horrible. Yeah. That part. That that's the worst stat line out of all of this because that goes into the, you know, to the uh, home runs, the extra base hits, and and things like that. So that. The slugging percentage to me is um, is kind of deplorable. 
you know, the batting average, you can, you can kind of get by with 240 if you're drawing your walks, which he is. So he's kind of getting by, but that slug, man, that slug's got to come around. Uh, and, and really, can they, can they have this special run and cap it off to a deep run, if not in, into the World Series or a championship or whatever? Of course they can without because they're 58 and 41 now. Yep. Oh, yeah. But they're, I, I think to some degree, now I don't know how much, but to some degree, he's going to have to take over a series or a game once in a while. He's, he's just going to have to with this team. You know, they're, they're going to get into some dogfight series. If not in the playoffs, then prior to dogfight series where all three or four games are one-run games and say they lose three or four and they're all one-run or two-run games, those are the series that the slug right there from Yelly makes the difference. Yeah. And I, I'm going to reserve some hope, Jeff, that the final, final third of the season, he, you know, for whatever reason, he turns things around. Yeah, you know, I think it feels – it just feels like it's taking so long because, you know, we all saw the MVP season. We all seen the power and, and just loads of success. And, you know, it's been, you know, all of uh, 2020 season and, uh, and all of this season has been, has been a struggle. And so th- I think that, you know, is one of the reasons why it seems like it's been so long, but you know, I like you're right. He definitely does do things to help them win the game besides the bat, which is why I wouldn't put him on a phantom 10-day IL stint, but I would give him two, three days off in a row. I thought about that earlier today, too, and I, I wonder if that might might help him where he gets a couple of days off. I, you know, and I'm not a big day off guy, but in this case, you mentioned last year, if you add up 60 games, la- well, 63 last year, now, again, he's been on the IL, so he's missed some games. But just in terms of the uh, organization's games, the organization has now played, if my math is correct, 63 last year, and 99 this year is exactly 162. Mm-hmm. Good math. So we're at 162 for Christian Yelich, and we just haven't seen – the slugging. We just haven't seen it. I love the on base. Don't get me wrong. I do. The the batting average, 240 to 250 range. It's, okay. it's all right. We, yeah, I mean, you can deal with that. All right, 799-1250. Let's get TC in here. TC, you're on the fan. 41,000 at American Family Field. Yeah. Hey, good evening, Tim. And, uh, yeah, I would say it's probably about 65% Brewers. 35% Sox fans. Okay, good. Oh, pretty good. good. Yeah. But um, getting with Yelich, uh, what about the possibility that, they, that you know how players are when they're they're big leagues, they're making a lot of money, they're a, they're a star player, maybe he's playing hurt, doesn't want to let anybody know. I Just think saying. it's an absolute possibility of that. No, um, it's not with the way that council babies these guys. The, it's, it's possible – However, you you watch him play. He's running yeah. around like he's fully 100% healthy. Doesn't it seem like to you? Making a dive, throwing, running, stealing, legging things out. I mean, it doesn't appear that way, but it's possible. Well, that does, that is possible, but you know how some players are. I mean, Brett, Brett Favre played hurt, too, when he was playing. No mm-hmm. one knew. It was like, ah, he looked great. Passes are going good, this and that, so... 
I'm just saying. I think Brock yeah. has even done it in his career. Yeah, I so. think to a degree most of them do. Um, but in this case, uh, just in specific, on on Yelich, the style of play doesn't indicate. But again, they they play hard through a through an injury. It's quite possible. I think it's between the years. I really do. Yeah. I do. And that that is yeah. a challenge in itself. TC, great point. I I, I, I think Take that. Care. Yep, I think that is. Um, that's that's the, the the world of sports. I mean, these guys. It's it's such a humbling nature when you don't succeed and you're used to it. Uh, and then, then when you can't get out of it, the futility of that has got to be even, you know, worsening the situation. Well, imagine how Keston Hira feels. He yep, go, he yep. gets sent down to AAA and just crushes the ball all over the place. He gets called up and he can't hit a lick. It uh, and they send him down again and he crushes it in AAA again. And then they bring him up and he can't hit a lick. Still, it's it's brutal. It's yeah, brutal. It's you know you you start doubting yourself, questioning yourself, and you know the whole money thing. I mean, I've I've heard this uh, around the the bar stools. Um, and you can cite a, a million different examples of how some of these professional athletes got paid, and then there's a distinct drop off. We've all sports like that. There has to be a transition, like this grace period. Imagine yourself, and you you maintain your job, but you just hit the lottery for for you know twenty four point eight million. Okay, and you want to keep your job. Why and you do keep your job? <laughs> well, I know I, I get that, but maybe you like your job, and and you want to go there. There's has to be this transition of well, it doesn't matter now, or incentive carrots dangled. They're all searching the million, tens of millions, and sometimes hundreds of millions of dollar contract. That has to be a grace period. That, that to me, would be a little bit more on the human nature side. Yeah, I agree, and that's one of the problems with both basketball and baseball and the guaranteed contracts. You don't see this kind of stuff in the NFL because, you know, even though you may have a three-, four-year contract, you're only guaranteed your bonus money. Yep, and yep. so, you know, it's, you're basically playing on a one-year deal every single season. So, yeah. you know, I think uh, the players are more inclined to play hurt because they don't want to give up their spot on the roster or, you know, in, in the starting, uh, in the starting you know, nine. So it uh, with, with baseball and basketball might get a little easier to get comfortable because, you know, the money's coming no matter what. No matter what. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. 799-1250. Let's get one more. Where are we going, Jeff? Uh, to the south side and Coley. What's up, Coley? Hey, Coley. Uh, I mean, no, I'm sorry. Hey, Tim. Uh, I got, I got, I got to say this, bro. If you add up the starting rotation, the bullpen, we have five horses. We've never been in this spot. Never. Mm-hmm. No supine. None of these, these, these <laughs> washups. But we have something incredible here. When you talk about Braun, in my opinion, you sound like a middle-aged man going back to his wife. Bro, we have something special here. I'm telling you, bro. I think a great veteran bat, the CI Rose. Let's play. Let's play it out. Let's now start thinking about the. Let's start planning for the sign these guys, and let's do something we haven't had. We've never been the Braves. 
We we've never been watched. We have five horses that can really get us a long way. And I think to like bring all these washed up people back into Milwaukee would be one of the worst mistakes. Stern should get that veteran guy when the pressure's on. He delivers that clutch hit, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and let the car fall. Kane's coming back. All these other guys are coming back. Milwaukee is better just letting you, uh, letting, you know, the cars fall where they will. Let's take a chance on some of these guys. Start thinking about it. Start preparing contracts for these guys. Because, brother, we have, we have five horses on the, on the team right now. And I'm talking about pitching. Yes. And I think bringing in maybe a good veteran, unless you're going to go out and get somebody with some major pop, who, why? Why? And you got, Tim, I feel you on the championship. I don't think we're there. Mm-hmm. I think you're a little, I think you're a little inflated there because, you know, we got to see what they do. But you're right. We're, 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 and, and, and to be in a position where we are pitching strong, not fielder, not Braun, not all these other, but pitching strong, it is so good. It's, it's awesome. I mean, so you're saying reinforce the strength of this team, which is the pitching staff. Uh, he hung up. Yeah, which, uh, Coley, I, I totally get it. But that that veteran guy, and we can debate this as the season rolls along, and, and I'd like to hear from you again as, you know, let's, this story plays out. But that guy, that veteran guy that you're talking about that comes up big once in a while down the stretch here, that is Braun. That has been Braun. But on the other hand, I understand ups, upsetting the apple cart, too. When you got something good going, ooh, boy, do you want to mess with that? I kind of understand that part of it, too. Yeah, but everybody always says what a great clubhouse guy Braun is. So, you know, it's not like you're bringing in a clubhouse cancer. True. True, and and you do have Lorenzo Cain, a leader, coming back as well. He is going to pay off. I'm telling you, I I got a great feeling about Lorenzo Cain. All right, let's get to a, a few of these highlights here before we get to Craig Council. Uh, Corbin Burns started this ball game, and uh, he throws a scoreless first inning. Well, I can't say the same about uh, Rodon because the first pitch he threw it was to Colton Wong, and it went a long way. Wong, first pitch, swinging, hammered, deep right, 1-0 Brewers. They pick up right where they left off from last night. How about Corbin Burns, another 1-2-3 frame in the second inning, Brewers bottom half. They add to the lead, last night's hero. Well, this time, that wasn't late in the game, it was early, but it was Tyrone Taylor. Now to Tyrone, to deep left center. Did he get enough? Goodwin back. Back-to-back nights for Tyrone Taylor. 2-0 Brewers. And uh, they go up 2-zip, and uh, Burns did end up going 9-up, nine 9-down. Nine he gets into the fourth inning, 10-up, ten 10-down, 10 11-up, 11-down, and then, oh, Abreu with a two-strike. Remember we talked about last night, hey, man, something special could happen tonight. I thought for a second there, Jeff, we were on to something. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was 11 up, 11 down, but 
Ah, Abreu got him for a soft uh, little flare. Two zip into that bottom of the fourth inning. Brewers looking for more in that frame. Leadoff base hit by Tyrone Taylor. Urias then bunning for a base hit. They throw it away at first. See, once in a while, small ball pays off a little bit. Second and third, nobody out in that fourth for Rowdy Telez. 3-2. Bouncer right side. Abreu's coming home. The throw is high. Safe at home is Taylor. Hey, you figure the White Sox want to take a look at this. Abreu tried to get rid of it quickly. That was a really good jump by Tyrone Taylor at third. Check this out. Right away on his way. Throw up the line a little bit. Collins not able to make the play in time. And the Brewers on the board again. I love hearing that crowd like that. Wow. I mean, I just, again, 41,000 to hear that crowd like that. Wow. Manny Pena then drew a walk. Bases loaded uh, with nobody out. Corbin Burns then struck out. Wong then strikes out. Now at the one in, bases loaded, two outs. Uh, Willie Adamas goes up 3-0 in the count, takes a strike, and then takes a ball to knock in a run. Ball four, another run in. Second walk of the inning. Four zip. And you're thinking you're in great shape right there with uh, Corbin Burns on the mound. Now we get to uh, a trip to Hollywood here in the fifth inning. And again, if you recall last year in a four-game set, the Chicago White Sox had about 68,000 infield singles against this team. I remember just losing my mind last year about that. But some... It was a leadoff base hit off Corbin Burns. That was the hardest hit ball in the uh, inning. It was uh, off Colton Wong's glove, but okay, so be it. There's a base hit. Then soft contact hits him. A swinging bunt for a base hit. Then a flare base hit. Loading the bases with nobody out. Then another swinging bunt to Burns. He goes to the plate, and he was safe there, or was he? Now, we will... Again, do we have time to even play this, Jeff? Um, this is one of the longer kind of highlights, if you will, from Valley Sports Wisconsin. We got that, that we've we, had. We have time to do it. The only problem is I didn't have time to sit there and edit it and cut out all the uh, slow parts. Right. But uh, mm. you know, if you want to hear it, it is about eleven minutes long. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. So on that play, he's ruled safe, and it's a four to one Brewers lead. And again, game is in the balance right there. Well, then Corbin Burns gets the ball. They uh, he addresses the rubber, throws it to to Pena to now quote appeal the play because somebody now I don't know how they didn't catch this right away. But, the, but this is a little bit of an eye-opener on replay. Whoever's in charge of t- taking a look at video, come on. you got to do your job as well. Again, I'm not going to get – had the Brewers lost this game, you know, maybe I get into that a little bit. But that's if, – if you're in charge of, of uh, video and you're backstage, if you will, looking at video and then you're going to let counts know to review or challenge, you got to be on these things. I mean, a guy leaving uh, third a little bit too early on a sack fly. A guy over sliding the base. 
and his foot comes off the base. Sometimes they're tough to tough to catch. I understand. This one should have been fairly easy for the video department for the Brewers. So maybe something learned here. But anyway, they uh, they review the play. Turns out, Jeff, that foot never touched home plate. Nope, not even close. So they overturn it. Larusa now is going to hold court again. What's new with that in Milwaukee with Tony Larusa? Just you know, uh, his his disciples, also known as the umpires. Hey, come <laughs> here. We're going to have a meeting. I'm going to tell you what to do here. Now I will say this. I, I don't. I didn't know the rule. I didn't know when. The, the, the time had passed or the action taken makes a uh, challenge illegal. So I, I wasn't aware of when that occurs. But as it turns out, LaRusa, I think I don't blame him in this, in this regard, Jeff, to check. And maybe it was too late to even challenge. So they would overturn the overturned replay challenge. <laughs> Yeah, I think he had an argument as well, but it was it's always been my understanding with baseball replay that it's able to get replayed up until the next pitch. Pitch. That's what I thought. The actual pitch. Yeah. So, you know, obviously, you know, yes, Corbin, you know, he got up there and then he asked for a new ball and then they challenged it. So, you know, it took a little bit longer than than usual, but he, he did never threw a pitch. So I think it was fine. Yeah, and and as it turned out, I, I again I would have uh, wondered the same thing if I'm Larusa. So again, uh, that was understandable. But he Burns was that, out there way, way, way too long. Oh, the whole process took way too long. And Brutal. Then, see that? Yeah, that's that's the unfortunate part, is that this thing took well over ten minutes to kind of unpack all this stuff. And and see that's I, just on a side note. I don't care if it's hockey. Soccer. I don't care if it's uh, baseball or football. I don't like replay of any kind. After experiencing this for many years, we're creating more arguments than it would be if it was just a bad call. Yep. We're creating even more so. That's just me, though, and maybe that's for another show to talk about, but... Yeah, I'm not a big fan of replay at all. Just let it let it fly. Uh, Corbin Burns, after that delay, ends up walking a man to force in a run. That made it four to one. A big out, a strikeout, and then a big flyout by Tim Anderson to end that frame. Through all that, it's four to one into the bottom of the fifth inning, and the Brewers empty. I wanted them to answer back right there. Corbin Burns, come on, baby, in the sixth inning, get through that thing. And he did, scoreless, 97 pitches, just the one run given up uh, for Corbin Burns. And the bottom of the sixth inning, they hit the Brewers, they hit the pay window. Another solo shot. You had Wong, you had Taylor, and how about Row- Rowdy Telez? Telez, deep right center, forget about it. Off the scoreboard for Rowdy. Five to one at that point into the seventh inning. Brent Suter coming on. Uh, scoreless seventh inning. Did allow a base hit. Brewers, same thing in their half of the seventh. Into the eighth inning. Suter coming back and a scoreless uh, inning in the eighth. Uh, he needed that outing, by the way. Uh, speaking of Rowdy Telez, uh, he's been hot, swinging a hot bat. Bottom of the eighth inning, he tacks on. Oh, a shot to center. Back, way back. It is gone to Les. 
A second home run in this ballgame. Adamas, Narvaez, and Peralta, they were fishing for a dinger. They got one. Yeah, there it was, all on Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Miguel Sanchez, the scoreless ninth, and uh, the Brewers go on. To take game two, 6-1 the final. We'll get to Craig Council in just a second. Let's go. Let's get uh, one more in here. Ryan, before the break here, I'll squeeze you in. You were at the game tonight. Yes, I was, Tim. Hey, it was a great game tonight. Loved how Craig Council got, a, um, got aggressive early in the game with a couple bunts. Uh, making those White Sox uh, outfield or infielders throw the ball mm-hmm. around a little bit. I loved seeing that, and especially drowning out those White Sox fans. I would say it was definitely right around 50-50 tonight, Brewer-White Sox fans, but a um, uh. couple of Tyrone Taylor and Rowdy Telez home runs um, really put this game uh, – away for the Brewers. Ryan, nice I heard the, the chants going back and forth, you know, let's go White Sox, and then the Brewer fans would answer, let's go Brewers. I mean, it, it seemed like it was 50-50. Somebody else said it was, you know, maybe 65-35. Yeah, I would definitely say so. The White Sox fans that were there tonight were, I would say, older and were a lot more louder, but it was still great to see so many Brewer fan, uh, families and uh, younger kids coming out to the game tonight. So yeah, I still that think it is... was about 50-50. Um, uh, and, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan. Th- thanks for that update. 41,000. That is super, super good news. Well, Tim, it's, think... it's crazy. I lived the first, I don't know, 35 years of my life in Chicago. Uh, went to Old Comiskey. Went to whatever stupid name that thing has now. Right now, yeah. Uh, it besides when I went there for World Series Game One, there has never been more than twenty thousand fans in the park, and you know I don't know where all these Sox fans are coming from because you know obviously they're a bunch of front runners, but you know nobody shows up down there if the Sox are even in second place. Yeah, back to those days of you know Robin Ventura. It, it appeared he hit every. All eight of his career grand slams against the Brewers back in those <laughs> yeah. days. It really did appear like that. Wow, he's hit grand slams all the time against this team. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, stick around. We're going to hear from Craig Council. We're going to hear his uh, perspective on that fifth inning kind of sideways trip to Hollywood here with La Russa and the replay and all that, the rules. And, wow, uh, a big win, though, and they're all big. You face competition like this. You chalk it up into the big win column for sure. Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove here on The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Hey guys, I'm not sure we've seen a lot of plays in which there was both an appeal, on-field appeal, and then a video replay. I mean, that's kind of a unique situation, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, you, I mean, if if there's a player misses the play, you have to, that's how you have to do it. You have to appeal it first and then um, challenge that he said he touched the play, yeah. So, yeah, it was a great job by our, our replay guys. They, they, they just they did a heck of a job um, staying with that play. You know, it was kind of a chaotic play. They did a heck, you know, didn't look like there was anything you know, good happening for us there, but they did a heck of a job uh, getting the information to us. Really, really good. How concerned that, that second they go in to take another look again, I guess, to check and see whether y'all could, whether y'all could do the appeal. How much concern was that when the delays kept going on? Well, no, they, the umpires kept, kept me informed while it was going on. Um, they the, the White Sox asked for a rules check, um, but the umpires were were pretty certain or certain that it they had gotten it right. So you know, I wasn't really I wasn't really concerned at, at any point really. Craig, that inning had started so weird for Burns with all of that sort of unluckiness, but in the end, you think that sort of worked in his favor because it. That's probably what the mound visit was about, right? Was it just to sort of calm his frustration a little bit? And that gave the replay guys time to see that the guy didn't touch the plate? No, that, I mean, no, the replay guys, I guess the fact that, the, you know, they went out there, I guess they, they, they saw it pretty quickly. Um, but you know, we had to, we had to kind of put the ball back in play to, to initiate it. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, it was a weird inning. The first four hitters, there was the walk, and then two infield hits and a blooper, really. So, you know, nothing was going our way that inning. Um, and then all the play at the plate was just a strange play all around. And that, you know, the Corbin tries to make a play. The play hits the umpire. We, caught, we thought we caught a break there, and then we, we really caught a break, right? We were talking about that, Craig, because if that ball doesn't hit the umpire, it rolls back to the backstop and more runs scored. Then how would they have untangled all of that? The first guy would still be out and others would be safe. What would have happened if that ball kept going? Uh, you, you can figure that out in your story tomorrow, Tom. 
my head hurts. <laughs> Don't count on me. Let's count on Adam. Craig, what does it say about Corbin to, you know, he's got to come back from that long layoff, a lot of chaos, crowds confused, um, and sort of continue to put zeros up, and, and he did. Yeah, well, so, I mean, at that point, there's there's one out, bases loaded, uh, Collins draws the walk, and then, and then he made he strikes out the pinch hitter and, and a tough at-bat and gets a great hitter in Anderson to ground out. Um, and then the following inning as well, I mean, the, the outs of Moncada and um, – and Vaughn, who's who's swinging it really good, um, was was a, were huge. Uh, I, I thought just to to kind of clean up the game and clean up that inning and, and put us in a good spot um, the rest of the game. So I, I thought the sixth was the was the tough inning for him because of the delay in the fifth. He had to work hard to get through the fifth. He had to go through the heart of their order in the sixth. Um, I thought what he did in the sixth inning was was really impressive. You're muted, Tom. The uh, Rowdy Teles show continued for the second straight night, too. You know, you talked the game about wanting to give him some more bats, and he sure is making the most of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think he he had four great at-bats tonight, I would say. It just the um, – and that was the hope is that when Radon – Radon's out of there, then there's righties in there and that we, we got a good matchup, but just the first two at best, you know, just the infield single and hustling to beat in that one. And then, and then put the ball in play against with the bases loaded and, you know, didn't do much, but he put the ball in play. Tyrone got a great break and they, they didn't, you know, the, the play had to be perfect on their end and it wasn't. Um, but you know, that that's just a little thing about putting the ball in play where the strikeout in today's game is such a, crippler to rallies and he just put a ball in play and and, and uh, something good happened for us there so i i thought that was you know he, you love the home runs of course but against the tough lefty uh down in the count working his way back to three two and then just getting a ball in play um that that's a great at bat to me um really really good at bat what about, Craig, what about just holding this lineup to one run in each of these games yeah I mean you know we're, we're pitching well we're making pitches um and we're the other, the other thing I'd say is I think we're playing pretty good defense this series uh which is which is important um but you know it starts with the pitching just executing stuff um and, and the guys are doing that bullpen's done a really nice job Suter Brent Suter came back after a tough outing and delivered two strong innings so um you know, we're pitching well, and that's um, when we make it, when we play that defense behind those guys and make it, I think it's challenging to score when we play really good defense, and that's that's what we did again tonight um, to, to support the pitching staff um, and the offense is doing enough. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video. Home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. 6-1 the final. You just heard from Craig Council there. And I'll tell you, um, it's, it's tough to ask a hypothetical to a head football coach or a baseball manager or a basketball coach. 
I don't think they dig that too much. No, really but that don't. was a great back and forth between him and Hardricourt. It was. That yeah. was funny. That was that was good. Because it, I wondered the same thing. I, I did. Like, what happens if, yeah, the ball is scoots away, and then, okay, two runners score after the initial run. So it's like three runs are in. So what do you do? Do you race them all? I, I don't. Do you just place them back on? That would have been interesting to unpack right there. So that that's one play of the game with ABC audio video for sure. That did sort of turn things a little bit. Uh, Burns was getting, you know, clipped with a little soft contact there and, you know, one big blast. And, and that game turns out possibly a little bit different. But I think this is a big one, too. And, and it can't be understated, as you guys know. Big fan of setting a tone in a game, in a series, in a road trip, just all of those things. And you got a tough lefty on the mound in Rodon. You've got uh, Colton Wong after Corbin Burns goes one, two, three with a couple of punch outs in the top of the first. You get Colton Wong that gives the Brewers the immediate lead. Wong, first pitch, swinging, hammer, deep right, one nothing Brewers. They pick up right where they left off from last night. Yeah, the highlight from Bally Sports Wisconsin right there. And uh, Rowdy Telez, uh, you, t- you heard Craig Council talk about him getting the ball in play big time. Then he goes uh, long ball twice. We're going to hear from Rowdy Telez. And he gets a curtain call? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, raise your hand if you thought a week and a half ago you'd ever see Rowdy Telez get a curtain call at American Family Field. Or, or back in April or May, if you've even heard of this man. And <laughs> you know, now he's getting a curtain call in front of 41,000. Awesome. We're going to hear from the Brewers' uh, first baseman after the break here. Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the Legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove after a Brewers victory over the Sox here with the fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. 6-1 the final as the Brewers take game two of this three-game set. A couple of huge victories. And uh, you heard uh, Sophia Minard ask Craig Council about, you know, um, holding this White Sox team and a good offense to one run each of these first two games. And that's pretty damn impressive. It it really is. And, okay, so now we're at about that time where Craig Council's on his way home. Pipe bomb. Yep. So, uh, how you doing, Craig? Uh, appreciate you uh, tuned in here on your way home. Just wondering if we've turned the corner with Tyrone Taylor getting the lion's share of the playing time over Jackie Bradley Jr., and we've turned the corner Rowdy Telez playing over Keston Hira. Lefty, lefty for Telez uh, against Rodon. So that was, to me, that was telling because this, this should have been tailor-made for Keston Hira. And then you had uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., who had been getting starts, almost an everyday start, regardless, lefty or righty. But this was a lefty situation here, and you sit him and go to Tyrone Taylor. So I'm just wondering if that, for the time being, prior to the reinforcements coming back here next week, if that's going to be the case. You got a question for Craig on his ride home there, Jeff? 
No, not really tonight. Uh, you know, I, I would like to see his reaction if uh, LaRusa goes out and has yet another uh, coffee break, uh, you know, l- mid-game lunch meeting with uh, with the umpires tomorrow. So that uh, that would be interesting. But, uh, you know, good, good game tonight, Craig. Yeah, ex- excellent game and a, and a good performance by Brent Suter. I think that flies under the radar here a little bit. Game was not a runaway game necessarily when when uh, Suter was in there. So we do uh, need to make mention of Brent Suter. A couple of scoreless frames in this one as uh, the Brewers get the victory. Rowdy Telez, uh knocks in three runs, a uh, couple of home runs, got the ball in play. I, I find that interesting also, Mr. Council, that uh, – Bat to ball. Just get the bat to the ball. And a lot of times good things happen. <laughs> Cut down on these damn strikeouts in all of baseball, not just your team. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Rowdy Telez. Nobody would have thought a curtain call at American Family Field in front of 41,000. Uh, I don't think a lot of Brewers fans uh, even heard of Rowdy Telez, including myself, prior to the Brewers acquiring him. I may have run across a stat maybe here, a highlight there, but it didn't set in stone in my memory bank that I'd ever heard of the guy. But he's now in a Brewers uniform, and he's helping the Brewers win baseball games. Let's hear from the Brewers' first baseman. Rowdy, is this sort of what a little playing time will do for a hitter? Um, you know, it's. I think for me it's just uh, confidence. Uh, you know, I want to say yes, to, that's what some playing time does, but, um, you know, when you're given opportunities, you got to capitalize on them. And I wasn't doing that at the beginning of my time here. And, uh, you know, I'm able to put together some good at bats and uh, work into some some other games. So hopefully we can keep this going and team's playing well. So it's all that matters. Rowdy, it must be cool to do this in Milwaukee, though. The fans are just getting to know you. And, you know, you made a big impression on them tonight. You heard your name chanted. That had to feel good. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's my first curtain call. Um, I heard my name chanted in Toronto, but as you know, we don't have a packed, uh, packed crowd like that. And, uh, last year. So it's nice to have a bunch of fans out there and a sold out crowd. Glad we can give them a win. Burnsy threw the lights out. So, um, you know, we, like I said yesterday, if we put runs on the board, our pitchers are going to hold it down for us. Never a curtain call on any level before tonight. This was the first one ever. Um, no, I had one in the minor leagues. Um, I think in double A, I had one, but uh, everything's better in, in the big leagues. Looked like Willie had to work pretty hard to get you out there. I well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. It's a little different, um, you know, minor leagues and big leagues. Um, you hear it way more, but. Uh, it was nice. You know, the first, my first at bat here, I had in Milwaukee, they chanted my name and I think I struck out. So it was just good to hear my name. <laughs> I know it's a small sample size, but I think you're like seven of 13 against the White Sox this year. They've got a great pitching staff. Any explanation for it? Um, you know, like you have some history with teams being in the American League my first three years. Um, you face the White Sox, face them 18, 19 uh, this year before I got traded over. So um, you, you see some familiar faces, face some of these guys in the minor leagues, um, you know, faced Lance Lynn when he was with Texas, New York, when uh, Keiko in, in Houston. So you, you run across these names and these pitchers that, um, 
you play against over the years and sometimes they win, sometimes you win. So, um, you know, right now I'm just coming out on top. Howdy, have, have you ever seen a play take, excuse me, a run taken off the board because a guy missed home plate? Uh, yeah, never in that sense, though. Never on anything like that. I've seen it in uh, like a tag up slide, missed home, catcher kind of blocked it, went back to tag him, but never anything in that sense. But, um, you know, that's that's just heads up by by our video department, by our, our staff to, to notice those things because, um, you know, one run could mean anything. So uh, that was just great heads up. Rowdy, that inning was like so unlucky for Burns to that point. Little infield hits, the blooper. Um, do you feel like he was maybe do some luck? And does baseball ever drive you crazy that it's there's just luck involved in so many cases? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, for Burns's sake, I don't think anybody found a barrel in that inning. Um, you know, broken bats, some weak hit balls just found perfect spots. Um, but I mean, like I said, he put up one run and kept it at one run, you know, and that's all we needed. So, uh, again, Burns, our, you know, our whole pitching staff, bullpen, uh, starters, they're all going to go out and compete. You know, that's when that's why you have four all-star pitchers on a team. You know, they're going to go out and they're going to bust their butts for us. And, uh, and our job is to keep their backs and, and keep them in the game for as long as we can. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. All right, that's going to do it. There he is, Rowdy Telez. I kind of like that kid. I, I do. But I'm a little nervous for guys like him, maybe Keston Hira, maybe a Tyrone Taylor. And, you know, there's, uh, as uh, we heard uh, earlier in the show, uh, reinforcements uh, coming back uh, in terms of health. Lorenzo Kane is probably going to join the team on uh, Tuesday in Pittsburgh. And, you know, adjacent roster moves going to be had. But, uh yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe they'll go. They'll go with him and Vogel back. He's going to be back, and that's those. Those are all good things. Devin Williams going to be back soon, so these these are all good things. But tough decisions. I think the better you get, the more talent you have, the tougher the decision. Speaking yeah. of talent, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Well, yeah, you you want these uh, these tough decisions. That means that you know you're you're competing for uh, for the division and and the playoffs, and and you got one heck of a team. Rowdy's funny, man. I I like that kid. That was uh, his answer. You know, when he said it was his first ever, and then he said he had one. Uh, you know, one in the minors no too. But uh, you know, funny. That was funny. Did Willie have to pull your arm to get a good job? I didn't even know what they were doing out there. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That is cool. All right, so game three, it is a, a 6.08 start, and that's the first pitch. After the last pitch, we'll meet you right here. Sunday night baseball, and we'll have the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Lance Lynn, Brandon Woodruff, a, another great pitching matchup. 
Yeah, what a weekend, man. What a wow. weekend. All three of these games, just, you know, good, good starters. Every single game, this is uh, this is fun. This is yeah. fun. Lance Lynn comes in a 194 uh, earned run average, and uh, Woody comes in with that uh, 204 ERA. Come on, Woody. Come on, pitch a gem. Go go like seven, seven and two-thirds, maybe eight innings of one-run ball. We take that. Offense keep grinding away. They keep You're going to have to go after it. Maybe ambush uh, Lance Lynn early in the ball game tomorrow night. All right, uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. Um, for Jeff Orlowski, the Polish Pipe Bomb, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. Enjoy the victories. Once again, the final 6-1 tonight as the Brewers take care of the White Sox to take the game and the series. Now they go after the sweep. If my ex-wife will loan them her broom, maybe they can get that done. We'll see. And uh, after all this, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.